0: Cosmic, 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 cosmic. cosmic. cosmic.
1: to Cosmic Cuts. I'm your host, DJ Unjust. We are joined by some really special humans, some creatives in the world that have a new release. That is the homie Karina Nistal and the homie Practicos. And we're talking about their album, Divine Timing. So thank you all for for joining.
0: Thank you, Justin. Or justice, I should say.
1: <laughs> Justin's fine. I mean, <laughs> I, it's so funny for, I really got the name unjust from, I put my name in an anagram generator and it said ingest. And I was like, oh, that's <laughs> unjust, that's it. Let's do it.
0: Unjust. Yeah.
1: What up, Procticos? How are you, man?
2: I'm doing well. It was, it was nice to connect with you today.
1: Yes, I feel like it's gonna be
2: a good, a good show.
1: Yes, you all are honestly helping me kind of continue a dream of mine, which is doing these interviews with creatives and people that we featured on the show. And you know, we just are I'm really trying to kind of get a little introduction for our listeners, and I'll be making a little mix to go along with this so that you know I just want to have one place in time with all of the voices of the people that that we really rep so thanks for for joining on thank
0: you thank you
1: um you know i guess maybe a good place to start is is kind of the beginning one of the things i'm, I'm kind of curious about for each of you is is maybe kind of what brought you to music and at what age i mean what, what did that look like
0: you want to go first, Prak?
2: I'll go. For, I'll go first. Yeah. Um, I started making music around th- age thirteen. On it was a Fruity Loops demo on my brother's computer. Uh, on his Win PC back in the day, it was this demo I downloaded, and I just started messing around with it. I don't. I had no clue what I was doing. Like you mentioned, like w- you know, technology. We're like, what the hell? How do, how the hell does this work? You know, I'm like. Mm-hmm. But just, I feel like the, the passion just kept, helped me, help me learn, you know, it was, it was the joy, having fun. It was, it was like a, like a, an exploration in a sense, like discovering a new technology and, um, that was kind of the beginning of my career. Just like, um, as far as influences, I would say a lot of underground hip hop, um, such as Living Legends, uh, Zion I, Hieroglyphics. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, and um, you mentioned Jay Dilla as well. He's pretty dope. Hey, Jay Dilla, uh, Nujabes, Flying Lotus. Um, they, a lot of those guys inspired me to do what I'm doing today. So,
1: yeah, I love it. Shout so out to we them. Can, we can get a kindred spirit on the show, man. This is awesome.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And what about you, Karina?
0: Um, I started, uh, so my parents had me in like ballet, tap, jazz, dance, um, piano. Uh, and I knew I wanted to sing. This is going to sound funny, but my mom used to drive a Buick and I would just be singing along to all the songs on the radio. (laughs) And, um, so I wrote my first song when I was about 12 and, um funny because it's a mariachi song, but I would I wouldn't sing a mariachi song. Like you've never heard me do that. So <laughs> um, but it, you know, it was just like a song that had so much emotion in it, like it was like a very grown-up kind of song. And um and I just kept writing from there. I was like, you know, right around the same age Prack was like, you know, just Kind of finding myself and knowing that i was a creator and um and i really enjoyed making music and um my mom loved stevie wonder so i grew up listening to like stevie wonder gloria stefan um culturally she you know my mom's mexican so she liked a lot of like old soul or like um she grew up in in uh mexico city so they listened to a lot of like rock and you you know, Spanish rock or whatever. And um, and then my father's Cuban. So um, I grew up listening to a lot of like Celia Cruz um, and just different vibes uh, culturally. And then um, my brother was into hip hop. My sister was into rock. So I, uh, we'd fall asleep to like The Doors 12-inch. Um, but I, I just kind of took a little bit of everything that I was listening to. And I um, I took notes because these vocalists were so impressive. Like, um, you know, Stevie Nicks, she was I, great. You know, that and my sister was really into that. And um, so, yeah, it was, I just really, I really like enjoyed everything I listened to. And if it was something that um, I found myself singing, then I knew that it was something that I had to replicate in my own sort of style. Um, But, you know, over the years, my songwriting and just the way I would, I would write my lyrics matured (laughs) because I was growing up. (laughs) Um, So I, I just, I, I, I had a lot of influences, a lot. I'm 80s music, love, love 80s music. Obviously, I grew up in the 90s, so I'm a 90s kid, um, 90s hip-hop, you know, the golden hip-hop era, and, um, you know, I, I I love, you know, house music, so even that, like, 90s kind of house, or I should say late 80s, early 90s house, like inner city Mm-hmm. Um, abstract truth, like stuff like that. I love that stuff. Sorry for the long-winded <laughs> answer. That's what we're here
1: for. Like, I. this, this is so interesting to me. I, I mean, I just, even, you know, outside of Cosmic Cuts or whatever, like, I just really like listening to creative people talk about their process and their background. Like, it's, I, I have never got the same answer twice from anyone, but um, yeah, so it sounds like that's music's, kind of been a tool for self-discovery for, for both of you mm-hmm. since adolescence. Mm-hmm. Word, that's amazing. Definitely. Um, you know, so I guess knowing that I, I'm curious, um, you know, more from the, the creation side, and I, this will probably be different for both of you, but one of the things I was wondering about is like, do do words or music come first? when you're kind of, when a track is coalescing? Like, what well, what is that kind of beginning portion of, of the songwriting or the track creation process feel like?
2: Karina, Karina you wanna, do you wanna go first?
0: No, you go ahead.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, it's obviously different for, for us both, right? Being a, she's, she's into the vocals, I'm into another whole nother realm. Technology, you know, learning DAWs, learning plugins, And um, as much as we learn, we're still like left with this like big, there's way more. There's, there's levels to music and like mixing, mastering and getting, it's like very detailed. It's, there's no ending to it. You know, you can sit there all day and get lost. And which is sometimes, a, you know, therapeutic yeah. and expressing yourself. So,
1: well, so, all right. So I think maybe words and music is better for Karina, but then maybe for you crack, I'm curious, like, do you have a, when you lay out a track, do you find yourself starting with drums first or bass, or like kind of what, what do you see as like the scaffolding of, of the track?
2: Um, it's, it's different every time, cool. like, I like starting off with this with the sample, like chopping a sample up and um, just manipulating it with the, with the effects in Ableton, or and laying the drums after that, um, but, or vice versa. And um, it's 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 a very unique process. Like I don't have one way that I do it every time. Like I'll go to the beach and. Take my laptop to the, to the beach and just sit down and drop a sample that I like into Ableton and just mess around. That's like kind of like a little, yeah, kind of like being a little kid. I like that approach to music, like being having playing outside, being in the sun, and just messing with sounds. That's, that, that's really what we're doing. Yeah. At the end of the day.
1: <laughs> well said. What
0: about you, Karina? I also have very different ways to approach a song. Um, Sometimes the lyrics come to me first. I I feel like I'm very inspired in transit. So, um, (laughs) you know, now we have recorders on our phones, but back in the day we didn't always have those recorders. So it was like scrambling to get a pen or in a pad. But Yeah, I just, uh, I you know, sometimes I'll be working out, like I'll be on my bike or I'll be jogging or something and um, lyrics will come to me. Um, In our case, um, Prack would send me the tracks and um, it would pull something really unique out of me and something very, um, I feel like it was something that I was dealing with um during that time that I received the track and so uh for this particular set of tracks I uh sort of played off his his tracks and the tracks gave um my lyrics a voice um but yeah I I, you know I can write to tracks or I can sort of write something and wait for the right track to come along Uh, so yeah I I have different approaches as well
1: Oh, totally. No, yeah, I just want to, I, I want to know, like, you know, is there a pattern or what that looks like? And it sounds like maybe not in each of your case, you kind of let the inspiration lead you where it, where it may. And um, I think that's um, really impressive, because I, in my mind, that kind of takes maybe even more faith in the universe to provide you what's next, um, perhaps. Um, Cool. And so, you know, we'll make sure to link uh, below for uh, Bandcamp for our listeners to find Divine Timing. Um, I would say like, you know, I've spent some time listening to it now and, um, you know, there's a such a good atmosphere that's really relaxing. And and I also feel that at the same time, the lyrics are, you know, really like about self-love and some pretty deep deep stuff i'm i i guess i just want to encourage our our listeners to to take a listen and it's, it's quite an unexpected release i would say thank you um i guess in that regard i mean what what type of um I guess genres. Do you even see divine timing? Like, kind of, is it even worth putting it in a box? Is it mm-hmm. probably not? Like, what do you what do you all think about that?
2: I, I think, think it's prax- like a uh, okay. Can I go?
0: Of course.
2: Right. Um, I would say like chill house, electronic, um, down tempo. If they all had a had a baby together, this would be the <laughs> right. Uh, Result. (laughs)
1: Totally. Um, you know, um, I I would say maybe one of the kind of lyrics or the tracks that really stuck out with to me was was Better Place, where you're kind of making this contrast between heart and ego, and I don't know, do you have maybe? Anything to maybe add to how what you were feeling when you wrote the lyrics or kind of how that that track came together? I, I found that to be particularly like kind of hit me in a good in a way that i was I didn't know I needed.
0: Oh wow, thank you. Um, actually, at the time, I was going through a breakup, and um, this was a relationship that I knew. I had no business being in. And um, there was a part of me that felt guilty for um, taking on the relationship and getting involved and um, letting it run its course, which sometimes we have to allow ourselves to do to um, appreciate and observe the lesson. Mm -hmm. And so better place sort of stemmed from that moment. to just kind of like wipe away the ego and listen to your heart a little more, get out of your head and, you know, appreciate the message that your heart is trying to give you because um, you know, a lot of times we try to, to think ourselves through and we find ourselves in situations that are unfavorable. Um, so get back into your heart was the message for better place.
1: That's awesome. Um, I I particularly like that you kind of highlight that maybe the mirror is showing some truth that your ego is hiding from the rest of you. And that's kind Mm -hmm. of an indication visually. Um, I think that's really timely for 2020. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe inside you're trying to just keep moving, but it's important to kind of take a moment to have some reflection and have some... Uh, a pause i guess
0: yes agreed this has been a a really um instrumental year <laughs> no pun intended for uh divine timing and a track like better place to find its place mm. um because we've had so much time to be left to our own devices that we really have had to, we've been forced to have self-reflection. Um, yeah. so that, that's been, it's, it's been necessary with this pandemic and with COVID and with just having to deal with these quarantines and lockdowns and everything.
1: Right. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to spend really, giving energy to I guess kind of the dumpster fire that 2020's that been. But but one of the things <laughs> um, I, I'm curious about is do you was this maybe an opportunity to slow down a little bit and, and listen to yourself and maybe you know as as producers and creatives and you know people touring or like you're Probably going, you were maybe 2019. You were going a mile a minute, and now 2020 was kind of the bottom dropped out. Like, has that been useful for at all for your introspection, or has that maybe sent your art in a different direction than than before all of this?
0: Go ahead,
2: Pratt. Um, it's, it's been a tough year, I think for everyone as, but behind that toughness, I see a lot of self self-reflection going within, like I'm starting to see the, like the positives, the, the silver lining, in a, in the situations that we might see as negative and experience a negative result. I think we, I think being a little creative in how you look at the world, how you view things can help you like not, not only with music, but creatively interpreting your reality like hey this is a time for me to go within and like I think that's up to up to us to exercise that conscious like you know am I giving into fear am I giving into like the world's going going down and like feeding into that energy or am I gonna go go inside and like build a build a safe uh, space you know because everything's frequency everything's vibration so keeping a, keeping a balanced, uh, inner world, I think, I think is a good, is, is necessary right now. Preach man. Preach brother. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's on point. I love it. Um, you know, anything to add Karina on that?
0: Yeah, I, I have to agree with Prak and, um, you know, that's one reason I enjoy talking to him. We got to talk a lot this year just while building um, this release. And um, he always kind of serves as a dial for me to sort of get back, you know, in alignment. And, um, you know, I think there's always been moments of self-reflection in the past, but I think this or look at ourselves and, um, you know, I, I will say that when, when the pandemic started, I um, was handling things a lot better, despite the sort of like fear-based mentality that was happening and that those were a lot of the conversations that Prack and i had was just like there's so much um fear mongering um oh. but then halfway through the pandemic i lost my dad and all of that sort of shifted for me wow. and i was really um driven to look even deeper like go back to my childhood and reflect on things and sort of work my way up to present day and um so that was very it that was very deep and intense for me um to where you know whatever i hadn't dealt with before uh i had to deal with now i was forced to deal with it and um, I read a really incredible book by one of my favorite authors, um, which I would recommend to anyone. It's by, I hope I don't butcher his name, <laughs> Thich Nhat Hanh. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an incredible Buddhist author. And uh, the book is called Reconciliation. And it just talks about going back and hugging that inner child, you know, the inner child that you thought you grew out of. Um, the child that kind of got swept under the rug, or, you know, you have to go back and console that child. And in doing so you go back and you are able to um, help console and be there for your parents, younger child and their parents, younger child. And so you're kind of going back and healing these generations of hurt that have manifested in you, like you're carrying all this suffering and all this um ancestral pain, I guess, ancestral suffering. Um, I can't quite remember the term, but wow. I thought it, it was really, really interesting. And I felt like I had found some healing through it just by being able to practice some of the exercises that he provided in the book. And it just made so much sense to me. It was like like, oh, wow, okay, you know, um, because I, you know, my, my father, being an immigrant from Cuba, like he just had so many challenges, and he um, was not able to return back to his home country, because he was blacklisted. So um, he carried a lot of hurt and suffering um, his entire life. And, um, and I always sort of noticed it, but I was never able to help him through it. Um, So it was, yeah, it was pretty, pretty deep and intense. And so, um, you know, there, there was definitely a, there's been a lot of layers to this pandemic and to um, just staying aligned and um, and staying authentic and having that self-love and self-care that's just, absolutely necessary to um, to be human.
1: Yeah, my condolences to you and your family, I, I didn't know that. Thank you. Um, I, that sounds like a, a testament to the resiliency of your spirit and your artistic nature that you were able to kind of make that a growth point instead of slamming on the brakes, which would be a completely valid Response as well. Um, I've done
0: a little bit of all of it.
1: (laughs) Um, hands down, I I think that I guess I'm I'm glad that maybe 2020 has been kind of weird and slow in that regard. Then, because it kind of maybe gives you maybe a little bit more time to be all of those things and and still kind of progress, perhaps. Absolutely. Um, So, you know, I guess one of the other points that, you know, anytime I'm I'm able to be graced with the presence of, you know, folks such as you, um, that I want to know is is from your creative process, um, you know, when do you know when a track is done? I know that's a really hard question to answer, um, but just kind of whatever first feelings you have that come up about that. I, I just love hearing people's response. That
2: question. Okay, I'll go. Yeah, um, great question. By the way, there's like, there's multiple answers, but I'm gonna give you an answer that I feel is is personal to me okay. because that's I think that's part of this interview, right? Like, who yeah. who are we?
1: Exactly. You
2: know, um, how do I know a track is completed? is um I think it's just that um, I can't I can't do anything more to it and it's if I, I feel this urge to like I can't add anymore or like I'm forcing I'm resisting and I'm not the inspiration's not there and then I'll I'll either release release the track or just put it aside and come back to it you know and not and um I'm, I'm a perfectionist per- personally I, I really like um, working on things, details, like minor little details. And, and it's, I'm working with that. It's, it's not the funnest thing to have as a trait, create as a creator, but I think it's a double, it's a double edged sword where you, which you can, uh, it takes skill to use that sword, you know, to yeah. hold it correctly and know when to let go, know when to take a break, know when to like get back and get back into it and just, it's, it's everything, like music, music, what, you, what you're what you eating. Like, I think it's our whole life. How, how we handle our life is how we handle the music. It's going to affect our music, our creative process. So I like to take everything into account. Like, what am I – do I need to go outside? Do I need to go for a walk? Do I need to, like, eat healthier? Or, you know, because we're always – we're always growing, right, as humans. Like, we're always, like, going through some bullshit or – Working out some bullshit.
3: <laughs>
2: you know? So it, it, it takes a lot of, I think it takes a lot of courage to be on this planet, you know, with all this, all that's happening. Like, I think we should, we should credit ourselves, like, you know, you, you're, you're still here, you, you know, give sure. yourself that validation, you know, that, hey, I'm still here through all the, all everything that I went through, all the chaos, right? Sure. I think that's a, such a magical tool to have.
1: So maybe it's, a, I don't know, a study in self-love, perhaps. Um, yes. I, yeah, so maybe, and also I think something that is something I'll personally keep in mind is like, it sounds like you maybe reach a point where adding anything else to attract is actually subtracting, and being able to feel that inflection point.
2: Totally.
1: Yeah. Um, Anything on your side, Karina, any thoughts that that pop up based on all of this amazing, insightful discussion from Crack? I'm like, I'm glad we got this. I'm like writing it down. This is stuff to think about myself even. So thank you, man.
0: Oh, yeah. He'll give you a lot to think about. No, I let him answer that first because... There's been so many times where I've thought the track is done and he's added new sounds or he's added a new mix. I mean, sometimes I've had like, you know, several mixes to a song, up to 10 mixes to a song. He is very much a perfectionist. And I do appreciate that about him because it shows me how serious he is about releasing quality work, which I am too. And sometimes the, the new mixes would be, on my account because I'd say, I'm not happy with those vocals. I I don't like how I recorded them or I don't like how they came out or I hit that note funny or whatever. And so he's gone back and you know patched it up for me or I've gone back to record it or he's tried a new uh, vocal uh, effect or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one reason we've been able to work really well together. Um, because we wanted to make sure it was perfect and, um, we couldn't make it perfect enough, (laughs) but, you know, we just decided, okay, this is it. You know, um, we had it in mind to release divine timing on November 11th, 11 that was meaningful to us. We had like encoded sort of 432 hertz messages in there, like to have that healing frequency for anyone who listened to it. And um, we just wanted, um, that's one reason why in the artwork, the eyes are like eleven eleven 11 on divine timing. And so we were running out of time and... I didn't want Prack to feel the pressure, but I also wanted us to meet our deadline and, you know, have this powerful piece of work out by when we were gauging it to be out.
1: <laughs> right. What a complicated thing to try and estimate, like to set out <laughs> and say, we're going to drop this at 1111 without any tracks made, that definitely that kind of feels like <laughs> a leap of faith
0: oh no we we had these tracks i would say you know what maybe 85 90 done um and we decided two months prior uh to release it on that day so probably in sep- early september is when we decided okay we've been working on this you know give or take you know five six years so let's do it, <laughs> and it was perfect. I mean, we, you know, um, he said, you know, I think our songs are near ready. I think he was the one that approached it, and I said, really? And he said, yeah. And I said, okay. Well, how about eleven eleven? And he's like, I think we could do that. So we we communicate really well together, and we just are able to, you know, find a good meeting point um, for each other. So. I think, you know, that's one of the reasons we were able to have such a a great, successful partnership.
1: That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Sorry, I'm just kind of taking in your, your all's words. Like, this is just, there's so many, this has just been really enriching, personally, even just <laughs> in our last, you know, talking before the interview, and then now, like, um, yeah, I'll just reiterate, like, I'm just honored to be in you all's presence. This is, uh, feels like a, I don't know, a drop of water in the desert kind of scenario Aww. personally. So thank you.
0: Likewise. Thank you, Justin.
1: Um, I don't know, I kind of wanted to go back to the, um, you know, that double-edged sword. Cause that's something I empathize a lot with, of being the kind of a perfectionist or it, it's hard to, um, I guess that means that you you have a really good ear and you know what's good and you're trying to approach that with your own creation. And that to me kind of feels like a battle between like, I sort of have this critic that lives inside of me that's telling me that everything I do isn't up to snuff, but then there's also this little creative inside that needs to thrive. And so, it's, I don't know, it's an interesting balance between those and I think calling it a double-edged sword is a is really useful visual because it, it it can indeed cut both ways. And but when applied properly, I think that it's um, necessary for for greatness. Even.
2: Um, I wanted to add. Um, yeah. On that note, I think just like this is this is a random uh, comment by me, which I like to make. Please. <laughs> um, I think I feel like everything is a, I feel like everything is a double-edged sword. Like our our mind, our, our thoughts, our words, everything is like, can be, can go this way or that way. And I think, I feel like why not make it, why not use those things to, in a constructive way instead of a destructive way, which we right. both, we have the capacity for both, even talking to ourselves, like oh, I'm judging myself or like, you know, I think we're all masters of self judgment and criticizing. We're all, we've mastered that shit. Like (laughs) we're we're really good at that. So I'm nice to meet you guys. Nice to connect with other masters of, uh, of that
1: self doubt. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, you know, so I guess, maybe outside of of divine timing is there maybe do you have other releases that you want to shout out for our listener to check out i know we'll make sure to link you know your band camp and all that kind of stuff but um yeah is is there anything that maybe you want to shine a spotlight on from that that you're really proud of or anything like that
2: um I do have a new album in mind a solo like instrumental similar to creations um, okay. similar to a lot of my albums or most of my albums are just instrumental electronic mm-hmm. music down tempo um, so I'm thinking about doing something like that where I have hundred uh, percent control over everything um, not that I like working with vocalists but it's it's nice to do have something that you can that's uh, you know because working with other people there's there's a lot of like it's another world right so mm-hmm. I'm excited to I'm, I'm just guided to go create something like that I can like just release in for the world so right. maybe within the next month I might have something out
1: okay so for our listeners I, I would encourage you all to go back and check out creations that's been a, a really nice and useful album I've found for myself in the past few months as I've kind of got to know you a little bit more from a distance um I, I really feel like you know it's really music for the spirit and for our listeners who maybe paint or write or if you're looking for some inspiration or a or meditative kind of space maybe like a burn some sage sunday morning kind of vibe um, I, I really feel like creations is is, is a powerful statement and um yeah, so thank you for, for making that. Um, what about you, Karina? Um,
0: all of my stuff is pretty much on Bandcamp or iTunes. Uh, I did release, I linked up with um, a producer from Italy, um, Carlos Stella, and we released a song called Freedom, it's house song,
3: mm-hmm. and
0: um, I was hoping that by this time you know we would be making some uh headway on just not being quarantined and not right. being on lockdown yeah. so it's sort of um post pandemic song <laughs>
3: <laughs> you're ready
0: um yes i am definitely ready don't get me wrong i have enjoyed and i'm still enjoying you know i'm i'm i've learned to embrace um all phases of life, you know, all right. ups and down, and everything in between. Um, but yeah, that's it's a great song. Um, really upbeat to dance song. Okay. Um, you know, I'm always working on stuff and writing stuff. So um, we'll see. Wow. I'll, I'll yeah. keep you posted on n- new projects. But that's the one that's worth mentioning besides our baby divine timing. Okay,
1: um, I mean personally, since I'm, I'm running the interview, I got a shout out to Jenna Sequoia. I really like that album. From last
3: year. <laughs> thank you, yeah.
1: Um, you know, I, I as we mentioned a little bit previously, um, I really feel like you're an artist that encompasses so many genres that Cosmic cuts bucks with simultaneously in one album. <laughs> so it it's really been cool to like you kind of take people through um maybe a similar speed of kind of a cosmic Puts episode where you start with like chill jazzy boom bap maybe a, uh so on genetic law are you actually rapping as well because there's like some female bars <laughs> on a few tracks that's you too
0: yes i am rapping as well in hey, practice, practice um Has a song on there as well, our song Thank You. Uh, But, you know, I I do a little bit of everything on that album and um, it was a lot of fun to make it. I didn't want to go over 10 tracks Mm -hmm. that, and because we were pressing on vinyl, um, you are limited to 42 minutes. (laughs) So I said, okay. 42 minutes it's got to be about 10 tracks no more than that um Uh so it was it was a lot of fun to work on that album and um people definitely supported that and um you know i still have like a little bit of vinyl left pretty much blew through all the vinyl that was purchased for that um for that album so that was great and i'm just so I'm so um blessed and just grateful to everyone who's supported me not only on that album but just all the albums over the years um it's it truly has been humbling to know that people can you know get with it <laughs> and support yeah. support um support me as an artist so yeah thanks to thanks to you and thanks to everyone else. <laughs>
1: Um, you know, one thing I did want to go back to on divine timing really quickly, um, and I do want to wrap up, but, uh, you you mentioned healing frequencies that you had had applied. Can you all talk a little bit more about that? That's not something I've been, I'm aware of.
0: So, um, I guess I'll start a little bit. (laughs) We had an intention, um, to uh make this album a healing album and, and sort of apply like healing frequencies. And so um through my lyrics, um I would meditate um, you know, just sort of how I wanted listeners to receive these lyrics. And, um, and so um, Prak and I talked in depth about it and, you know, it, it was a very technical concept, but I think um, what ended up working out is just our intention for it and our desire for people to receive this music and, um, and absorb it in a sense to where they could, you know, trance out to it and feel feel themselves, you know, feeling that healing, um, which I've, some of the comments I've had, some of the responses I've had to the music have been just that, like um, I have a friend that's a recovering alcoholic and he had just gotten out of rehab And I said, I need you to listen to this album and tell me what you think, because he's just always been uh, supportive of my work. And he said, you know, I have never felt so good after listening. I mean, I love all your music. And he said, you know, I'm a fan of everything, but I've I've never felt so blissful and, you know, so like connected and warm and complete um on an album the way i just felt after listening to this one and i'm like wow you know so i thought that that was really special and really unique um yeah and i think pratt can add a little more as far as the music side but that was definitely my intention vocally and lyrically
2: cool yes um i think like she said, we we had a plan to add frequencies to like actual sound healing frequencies, which are popular on YouTube now, like 432 hertz. All these different—they're um, ancient scales on like, which have been hidden from humanity, but they're they're they've been re- rediscovered as we're as our consciousness is increasing. We're, we're attracting all this old knowledge, which was always there. this all this information, which is very fascinating to me, like yeah the tr- truth is um the truth has no um time time limit it doesn't have a time scale the truth is it's back in the day it was the truth was still the truth like vibrations were still i i like i'm kind of going a little too deep right here but oh,
1: please um
2: um so let me let me come back to the question what was the what was it it was like well, the tracks
1: the, yeah the, just the intention behind the tracks. How do you how do you even use healing frequency what, what does that look like from a music production standpoint so i think you already kind of hit on that from the youtube side but um yeah i think that that's really interesting that it's kind of a continuation of an ancient legacy or tradition I, I, literally you're blowing my mind right now i had no idea about about any of this so now i got to go got to go do these frequencies <laughs>
2: So yeah I think um, I think our music had a good good frequency already with with the lyrics and the beats, like
1: uh uh-huh.
2: so we were we were satisfied with that, and we just put we 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 saved the other idea for another future project
1: love it so maybe some of those kind of deep sounds that I'm hearing are unsustained are actual healing frequencies by, by your intention and design. That's a really cool detail. Um, So, you know, I know we've been chatting for a, a little bit um, and I, I did mention I wanted to wrap, but Karina, I, I just, as we were talking, you know, before the interview, you were kind of touching on your kind of experience with kind of Houston DJ culture and with solar grooves and how you got connected to Roberto. Can you kind of talk on that a little bit, just because like one, I want to put Roberto on blast for being amazing. Um, but up <laughs> you know, some, you know, some ancient history for, uh, for our listeners.
0: Absolutely. Um, I met Roberto on our, uh, really awesome hip hop scene here in Houston. And this was many, many, many years ago. <laughs> like I want to say 15 years ago.
2: Okay. Um,
0: and he was break dancing and um, but he had a style to him that was not like those aggressive break dancers that were trying to take out everyone on the dance floor. He had a, a really like I don't want to say delicate, but he just had a very, a very considerate uh, swagger to him. Like he, he was dancing with, with others. He wasn't dancing against others, you know, as hip hop culture breaking can be um, when breakers are battling, like he, he was engaging people. And, um, and so, you know, I pretty much met him on the dance floor and he, he just had like such a great spirit about him. I got to know him a lot better and realized he was an artist and realized um, he was a music collector and he was also a DJ and, you know, and um, so I, I've watched him grow, he's watched me grow. Um, he joined Solar Grooves and um, yeah, it's, you know, he's he's definitely one of my favorite Humans for sure. So, shout out to DJ Del Sur, and of course, shout out to the big homie Unjust. Like, I appreciate yeah. Cosmic a lot.
1: <laughs> no, that's amazing. And so, I, I know you did you did you did I hear you say that you maybe had a hand in introducing Del Sur to Solar Crews? So was did, did it did I hear that correct?
0: Not me, it was my partner, Flygirl T. Yeah. I um. Heard. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Flygirl T, who was my mixtape partner, she, w- she was a DJ and she was the first lady on Solar Grooves. Uh, she connected Roberto to DJ Sun and that was oof, 11 years ago, maybe something oh, like that oh, oh. or 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And so he started doing stuff on Solar Grooves. So, yeah, that's how that happened.
1: That's amazing. Um Cool. So I'm really glad we were able to kind of capture that, like that's kind of origin story. Like I just love kind of going into yes. archives and stuff. Like, these are the kind of thing that if like would make me smile like 20 years from now when we're like <laughs> at, at whatever recording or whatever. Um, so I guess Absolutely. Kind of wrapping up, maybe last question for each of you is, you know, what's the best way for our listeners to check out your work and, and how to support you?
2: Uh, for me it's um i just i just put up a brand new website so i'm pretty excited about sharing that with with uh potential fans listeners um, cool. it's w it's www.practicosmusic.com and it's that spelled p r a k t i k o s music you guys know how to spell that hopefully cool. <laughs> .com Dope, we'll link that
1: in our like information section of the track. Right on. How about you, Karina?
0: I am KarinaNistel.com um Karina Nistel or Karina Nistel Music. But yeah, if you look for me, you will find me. <laughs> I'm everywhere. <laughs> and um, and I have uh, videos on YouTube. Um, so Yeah, please connect. Um, I love meeting new people and making new friends and learning about other people's talents. So um, I would love to connect with you.
1: Love it. And, you know, personally, I probably, I got to plug Bandcamp. I feel like that's probably the best way to just straight up
0: purchase
1: purchase your albums. Would you agree with that?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, Prak has a amazing discography on Bandcamp. He's always releasing stuff. Um, I have uh maybe five or six things on Bandcamp and then Divine Timing has its own page, so you can look up Practicos in Karina Nestal and find Divine Timing on Bandcamp.
1: Awesome. You know, um I guess I just can't give this up now that I'm thinking about it. So, track you really kind of reminded me of my childhood with that Donkey Kong Country 2 flip that you, you put out recently. Um, <laughs> I had kind of forgotten about that video game, but that was something that I played, like, growing up. Super Nintendo was, was my jam, so you literally, <laughs> like, transported me nice. back to ages ago with that one.
2: Nice. I'm. I'm. I'm glad you checked that one out because it's. It's one. I have a. That game is close to my heart. You know, like <laughs> Super Nintendo. The. Yeah. I think we all remember those memories when we were like mm, super yeah. happy, b- before we became adults and like everything is fucking serious and like, this whole bullshit thing that I think a lot of us are releasing that now and like, hey, being a being a being a, like a kid is is more. It's it's a higher frequency. Yeah, It's more authentic. It's more, I wonder why I was so happy, you know, when I was a kid because I was, I was me.
1: Right. Yeah. I I definitely, as I grow older, I'm seeing, you know, life more as a process of rediscovering what I already knew in my spirit when I was five years old or something. And then then society kind of told me to be different or do this or that but it, it almost feels more like a, a polishing of that that childlike essence as opposed to trying to mature or like grow up and distance yourself from that it's like that's where we need to go back to actually um so on that yeah end, i think
2: it's kind of like par- it's it's a paradox yeah sorry
1: No, I I was I was gonna wrap, but if you had more to talk about that paradoxical nature, Mm -hmm. I would love to hear what you got, man.
2: Um, Yeah, sure. I'll. I'll, I was just gonna say it was like that's a lot of our ideas are about how reality is is like it's actually the exact, it's the exact opposite. Like the world is amazing. The universe we're in a universe like we're not. We're not prisoners. We're not like slaves. We're not all those, all that conditioning we, we received. Um, I think designed to hold us back, to hold back our imagination, to hold back our, the third eye, all these, you know, yeah. creative abilities that we have as humans. And I think taking back your power, you know, through creativity is, is an amazing tool, whether it's music, whether it's poetry, like, um, yeah that's all i that's all i had to say
1: word no i mean on that note from Prak and karina and those of us at cosmic cuts we're going to say you know fuck the conditioning let's go back to our essence i think that is a great great kind of conclusion indeed so um again fuck the conditioning indeed thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for, you know, kind of going out of the box and just kind of dealing with my meandering questions and just kind of sitting with feelings as they come up. I I'm really thankful for this opportunity.
0: You're awesome, Justin. Thank you.
2: Thank thank you as well. And we miss
0: DJ. (laughs) Uh,
2: Shout out to Beto. So,
1: um, yeah, we will, uh, Link to a mix that will contain, you know, some of my cuts and selections of, you know, the music from Green Install and Antarcticos and, and, and um, you know, highlighting Divine Timing and um, yeah. Hopefully, you maybe learn about your new favorite artist. So yeah, thank you for listening.
0: Thank you, guys.
2: pie from scratch you must first invent the universe.